Hello, this is Lucretia with the Calm and Confident You podcast. Today I'll be talking to you about the defense mechanism, intellectualization. Please keep in mind that we all engage in using defense mechanisms some of the time. We use them to protect ourselves from hurt, and at times it is the right thing to do. Intellectualization is a defense mechanism in which people reason about a problem to avoid uncomfortable or distressing emotions. Now, this does not mean that a person who is good at analysis is using a defense mechanism. Analyzing itself is a skill. It becomes a defense mechanism when it is used to avoid distressing emotions. You can recognize it in any situation in which you would expect an emotional reaction. Instead, the person analyzes, figures, talks in the abstract, or describes parts or steps of a situation in a way that distances them from emotion. Here's an example that I witnessed. There was a retired couple, and the man was dying from cancer. He had six months at the most to live, and he was in a lot of pain. The woman, his wife, one day took their visitors out to see her garden and pointed out her new yard furniture. She commented that she couldn't use it yet or implement her garden plans until after her spouse passed away. It came across as if she were just waiting for him to die, and then she could do the things she wanted. Her contemplation of her garden plans and future use of the furniture may seem shallow, but it is actually intellectualization. It is helping her to not fully feel the pain of the situation. Fully feeling the emotional pain could be too much to manage and still continue to function. She could not afford to become emotionally paralyzed because she was the caretaker of her dying husband. If overdone and used constantly, intellectualization becomes a problem. It is useful in the midst of a crisis, helping a person cope rather than become overwhelmed or stop functioning. But as time goes on, overanalyzing or overthinking can prevent a person from feeling emotion. This hinders resolution and moving on, if it is a constant habit. It can interfere with the ability to feel empathy, understanding how another person feels, and making adjustments that take into account other people's feelings. It can be harmful in relationships due to not being able to connect. I've been talking about intellectualization helping people to cope with extremely difficult situations involving intense emotions. But it also comes into play to protect someone from feeling their own sense of low self-esteem or what they believe to be their inadequacies. This is the person's own assessment of themselves and may not be related to how others see them. In any case, the person feels the need to protect themselves from the pain of their own mistakes. For this purpose, a person may talk about the reasons for their actions, the social impacts on their behavior, the reasons they think others are reacting to them, and on and on, to the point of not feeling remorse for some mistake 
or even admitting it was a mistake. Therefore, the person doesn't make amends or change their behavior. It is feeling the emotion of guilt or regret that helps people to learn from their actions and to change. Intellectualization can also be a way for people to avoid their own anxiety in the face of a reality they don't want to see or change. The example here is someone who is in a bad relationship, who talks about the problems, but also spends their time analyzing and trying to understand why the other person does the hurtful things they do. It seems as if they are trying to solve the problem but it just continues in a pattern of harmful interactions in a toxic relationship with the person stuck in analyzing and trying to understand when what they need to do is end the relationship. Underlying this intellectualization is the anxiety of leaving a relationship or of being alone or any number of fears which keep them from actually facing the situation and making changes. At some point, people need to allow themselves to feel their emotions for healthy processing. Some people manage to do this with a little time alone and a pillow to hug. Some like a good cry while in the shower. Writing in a journal can help bring focus to emotions, or listening to music can both bring up emotion and help to express emotions. Photos, particular places, fragrances can bring up memories and the emotions that go with them. Our rituals help us to feel and to express emotion. Writing a note in a card or a letter to a friend or family member allows for emotion. Noticing and doing something special on an anniversary is a ritual. Funerals allow for and provide the directed time to attend to our emotions. Day-to-day life doesn't always have the openings we need to give time to our feelings. So to summarize, intellectualization is a defense mechanism using over-analysis and overthinking to keep us distant from hurtful or anxiety-producing feelings. If it becomes a mode of standard response, it interferes with empathy and having emotional connections with significant people in it can keep a person from getting in touch with their true feelings and interferes with someone taking action for their own welfare. To interrupt intellectualization, one must do the opposite and take the time to focus on and to express emotion. This week going forward, notice if you are overthinking a situation or excessively planning rather than taking action. It may be time to stop thinking for a bit and allow yourself to feel. Emotion is what propels us into action. If you are liking this podcast, subscribe to it on your favorite streaming service such as Spotify. Look up Calm and Confident You and make sure you use the AND symbol when you enter the title into search. Please share this podcast with others to help it grow a following. And until next time... Be well.